Good morning. It is Thursday, September the 7th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin in consecration today. Just kind of get those words, holiness unto the Lord, in your mind's eye. That's what consecration is. Presenting ourselves to Jesus. It's inviting Him to become our holiness. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, How the Church becomes the church again. Our text is Acts chapter 4, verses 23 to 31. Hear now the word of the Lord. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up, and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. The word of the Lord. Now consider this. There's a new kid on the block now, a character we have never known in all of the story of God. The new actor has a name, the church. 
let's remember our working definition of the church. The presence of Jesus in the people of God for the sake of the world. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. I want us to notice how the church responded to Peter and John and their reporting on how they had been handled by the religious establishment, a.k.a. the temple, a.k.a. the Sanhedrin. You remember the executive session. When they heard this, from Scripture it says, when they heard this, they got angry. They empathized and consoled Peter and John. They pouted. They established a task force and set up a series of meetings. They started plotting about how to solve the problem. They hired a consultant. They called an executive session. No, 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 and no. Behold what they did do. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. There's a saying I heard many years ago when I first began in ministry. While I have not always heeded it, I have never forgotten it. You can do more than pray after you have prayed but you will never do more than pray until you have prayed. As we began our work with Seedbed, we reframed that saying into a new one. Prayer is not the only thing we do, but it is the first thing. We see this powerfully at work in the early days of the church. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Prayer was not the only thing they did, but it was the first thing. Because they knew they could do more than pray after they prayed, but they knew they would never do more than pray until they had prayed. Let's go back to chapter 1 and remember what preceded the day of Pentecost. Acts 1.14 they all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Prayer was not just something these early Christians did. It was who they were. Look at how Luke describes them following the day of Pentecost, Acts 2.42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Prayer was not the only thing they did, but it was the first thing. Because they knew they could do more than pray after they prayed, but they knew they would do nothing more than pray until they prayed. I've been having a disturbing thought of late. It is this. 
What if the house of God, i.e. what we think of as the church, is only actually the house of God to the extent it is a house of prayer? Remember this? Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. Matthew 21, 12 and 13. Consider what happened to the place formerly known as the house of God, a.k.a. the temple. Now, let me ask again, what if the house of God, what we think of as the church, is only actually the house of God or the church to the extent it is a house of prayer? What if, to the extent we are not a house of prayer, we are actually a den of robbers? What if the church could become the church again? What if it is as simple as reclaiming our identity as a house of prayer? How might that begin? with you and me. The prayer of transformation. Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. I receive your faith and release my prayerlessness. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration that our lives become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father. Amen. And the question, so what if my what ifs are on point? What are the implications? What might repentance look like? How might I own responsibility? What would it take to become a house of prayer again? 
And for our hymn today, we're going to sing the old favorite hymn, Sweet Hour of Prayer. It's hymn number 440 in our seedbed hymnal, our great Redeemer's praise. Certainly, the hour does not the house of prayer make, but it would be a good start for many of our churches, wouldn't it? Right? Number 440, Sweet Hour of Prayer. I've not sung this song in a long time, and I wonder if you have either. We'll do it today. 440. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer That calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief, and oft escaped the tempter's snare by thy return, sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, the joys I feel, the bliss I share, of those whose anxious spirits burn with strong desires for thy return. With such I hasten to the place where God my Savior shows his face and gladly take my station there and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, thy wings shall my petition bear to him whose truth and faithfulness Engage the waiting soul to bless. And since he bids me seek his face, Believe his word and trust his grace, I'll cast on him my every care And wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. Amen. I am being stirred by our journey through the Acts of the Apostles. And I sense that you are too. It's it's not like the Spirit is putting a heavy yoke of you need to do this and you need to do that on me. As much as he's just causing me to rise up into the fullness of what is, of what, of who God is and what God's doing. I mean, this whole thing about the house of God being a house of prayer. It's like, well, if it's not a house of prayer, then it's not the house of God. And like, I don't want to try to turn that house into into the house. I want to walk into the house of prayer. That's what I want to do. That's where God is. I don't need to get him to come over and fix what I'm doing. I need to go over and join what he's doing. 
The house of God is the house of prayer. So there's that. You know, it's reminded me also of just a, just my own story and thinking I'm probably going to tell that story this week in uh, my sermon over here at the Gillette Methodist Church, the story of when I woke up to the house of prayer. And I think it's a powerful story. I think you'll like it. Um, you'll be inspired by it, I think. We're now live streaming our sermons. We're putting them on the YouTube. Trying to figure out how to get them out on our YouTube. You can always go to my own website where I'm starting to post those. That's jdwalt.com. And I'd love to have you there. If you've already been there and signed up, you'll be getting the email where you see the sermon be sent to you. Anyhow, yeah, I'm just just stirred. I'm convicted. I'm encouraged. And I'm wanting to move more, more and more and more into the house of prayer. Stay tuned. Well, it's time to get your seed and Already, we're sowing those seeds. Anytime we say a prayer, it's like sowing a seed in the ground. And so that's really the first thing we do, right? You can do more than pray after you've prayed, but you'll never do more than pray until you've prayed. And we want to pray our way through these days. We want to be in this constant contact, this walking tabernacle, movemental house of prayer. That's the tent of our body, even. He's he's seeing through our eyes. He's speaking into our mind. He's ordering our steps. He's receiving our offering of our bodies as a living sacrifice, and he's demonstrating himself all day long. Let's just stay in that zone today. I'll be looking for you out there. I'll be that guy. I'll be the guy in the middle of that seed storm. I'll be waving at you. For the awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.